Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. It is an exciting thing to get engaged or to get married, and it's full of possibilities, but sometimes we get more than we bargained for or less than we bargained for, and we get blindsided. Greg, as a counselor, I'm sure you see some younger couples who are dealing with, what? What just happened? Yeah, we had some good friends that got married, and on their honeymoon, his father passed away. Hmm. So not only did they obviously have to cut their honeymoon short, but then they had to adjust to a new normal. And part of that was they both, this newlywed couple, felt called to move in to his his mom's house oh, to, to really be out. there for that first year to take yeah. care of her because it just devastated her. So you just you you never know what's what's going to happen, and we have to learn how to adjust to life as as it's constantly changing. So when you say yes, you're saying yes to a world of unknowns, but you're saying yes with you. I'll go into that world. Um, well, here's more from Lucille Williams about uh, some of those early years, expectations, and more. And uh, here's Lucille talking with Jim Daly. Lucille, you mentioned, uh, in essence, those expectations for a, a couple that's uh, engaged. Let, let's lay those out. Let's go back there to what are healthy expectations for an engaged couple to expect in marriage. Do you have a, a tick sheet that you can give us two or three? What are those things they really need to remember from the day of their wedding on forward? When you get married and you choose one person to spend the rest of your life with, you now love them so much. And with that love also comes the ability to be hurt. And so what happens is we get married to someone who we think is always going to fill us up, always going to make us feel great, always going to do the right thing and do what we want from them. And then all of a sudden they hurt us because they can hurt us more than anybody else. That and vulnerability exactly, and intimacy. Yeah. Exactly. And that's going to happen. That's one of the things that you need to be prepared for, which is why we need to safeguard the marriage before it starts and read books like From Me to We to help safeguard your marriage so that you are ready. And in From Me to We, there's 88 discussion questions. Give us some examples of those 88. Well, one of them is if your spouse turned you down for sex, how would you feel? That's something you want to talk about before you get married. Another one. Did you grow up in a home where it was easy or difficult to share your needs and desires? We need to be able to share what we need and what we desire from our spouse. It doesn't mean they're always going to say yes and they're always going to do what we want or what we think we need. But we, we need to be adults and be able to say, this is what I need from you. So often couples get married and they don't know how to express what they need from each other. Well, that is so true. And that does take maturity. Uh, you compare marriage to a pile of dirty laundry. <laughs> you got to tell me how. Well, when when you get married, all of his stuff, all of your stuff, all the dirty stuff, all the stuff you've got buried, it's like it's like you have a floaty in the pool and you're trying to hold it down and you can hold it down through the engagement process, but you can only hold it down for so long. And then all of a sudden, it's just going to shoot up. And all that stuff that you try to hide about yourself, all the things that you don't want to tell anyone, all the things in your past that you're like, I don't want to talk about this. If they knew this about me, maybe they would reject me. You've got to let that out and talk about those things 
things and let them love you. Well, and that goes along with another concept in the book where you talk about not keeping secrets as a couple. Mm -hmm. That can be, you know, when I first read that, there's counselors that'll be on both sides of that and we need to recognize it. Not that you want to keep secrets from each other, but some would say discretion is important, especially for your past life and all those kinds of things. But give me your philosophy on that and the biblical connection to it. Secrets are not good. And when I got married, I had a big secret. And obviously, I couldn't hide it anymore because I was married. And my secret was that I had an eating disorder. And I was making myself vomit throughout the day. And I had no control over it and at all. And Mike was seeing this. And so Mike noticed it. And I convinced him at first, oh, it's no big deal, honey. It's just the way I keep my weight down. It's fine. So he bought it at first. But then he did a little research on his own, which was hard to do because it was back in that 80s era when people didn't really talk about that. And all, most of the women were like skinny, skinny, skinny. And the eating disorders, you know, people didn't really know about eating disorders at the time. And then he realized, oh, this is serious. And so he came back. He's like, you could die. This is serious. You, you cannot do this. You have to stop. But I couldn't. Huh. I had no control over it. I couldn't. So then... He went and he told my friends. He called all of my friends and he told them, do you know what she does? He called my parents. He told them they had no idea. He called his parents. Anyone that cared about us, he told them because he didn't, he didn't know what to do. What was so, your initial reaction to that? Were you I, offended? I wasn't. Like for some reason I knew that it, he was trying to get me help and he didn't know what to do. And so he was trying to save me. Mm. And I had one friend who kept calling me and she said, Lou, you have to get help. That's what you need to do. You have to get help. And she was a Christian friend. I wasn't a Christian at the time. She was a Christian friend, and she was right. So I had to go get help. And so I went into therapy for a couple of years, and it was at the end of my therapy that I actually accepted Jesus Christ. Oh, my goodness. So that was a, a, a pathway to you accepting Christ. It was. So that's an example, a powerful example of not keeping things from your your new spouse. I mean, to talk about these things before you even get married. Absolutely. And I, I think he saved my life. I was on a road of complete destruction and, and I believe that he saved my life. What a beautiful spiritual picture of mm -hmm. the way it should work. Yeah, Lucille, exactly. This has been so much fun. And, and if I could ask you really to summarize from me to we, what is the goal? What are you trying to say? Me to we is a book that helps couples get on the same page. We need to not be me-focused and self-centered. If you're going to go into marriage and you're going to be self-centered and me-focused, you are in for a lot of pain. And not only are you in for a lot of pain, but you're going to cause your spouse who you're vowing to love and honor for the rest of your life, you're going to cause them a lot of pain. Marriage is about sacrifice. It's about being willing to say, okay, I blew it. I blew it. I was wrong. Please forgive me. Let's start over. God lets us start over, and we need to let our spouses start over as well. We need to apologize. Mm. We need to forgive. We need to start over. We need to start fresh, and we need to leave room so that God can work, and we need to leave room so that our spouse can grow and become the person that God intended for them. Because my husband is not the man that I married, but I believed if I just trusted him and followed him and was his cheerleader, that God would make him that husband that I needed to follow. And now it's not hard to follow him. He's such a godly man. It's, it's very easy. And I have so much respect for him. 
That's a great story from Lucille, and it must have been really scary for her husband to deal with that. Uh, Greg, give some advice to someone who is maybe engaged or newly married, and they're finding out things they didn't expect about that other person. John, we have a free marriage assessment that we talk a lot about on the show. It looks at 12 different important behaviors, traits that are necessary for a great marriage. One of those is our ability to handle crises and to cope as things change. And we find out things that maybe we didn't know or didn't fully understand about our spouse. Or like that newlywed couple I was talking about in the beginning, you know, a parent passes away and that just, it changes things up. But our ability to learn how to really navigate those hard times, 1 Corinthians seven twenty eight. You you never see this verse used at weddings. I don't. <laughs> it's not a card in the I, Hallmark. I don't understand shop. why. But well, maybe if you hear the verse, okay. which says, "For those of you who marry, you will face challenges." Mm. And so let's normalize that life is going to be different than we imagine. We're going to experience things unexpectedly that cause pain. That we'll have to figure out how to navigate. We're going to find out things about our spouse hidden things or mm-hmm. things that we didn't fully understand, yeah. like like she was talking about in terms of an eating disorder. All that to say, how we learn to navigate that stuff is so important. And so let me give you just a general formula, Okay, in my opinion. As we deal with things as a married couple, first and foremost, the order is this. Number one, you have to learn how to deal with you first. So is is if I find out a secret sin that that my spouse was carrying that I didn't know about, or whatever a, a trauma hits our relationship, I need to learn how to deal with me to deal with those painful emotions to to take care of it in such a way that I keep myself open. Because a lot of people, when they deal with hard times, they shut down, they close down, and they begin to harden their heart. So maybe that that means you go and talk to a safe friend or a pastor, a counselor, a mentor in your life and and get these emotions out first. I mean, there's times, you know, John, you and I often will have lunch together, and, and you and I will share things that are frustrating us at home as a way to put that out there to get some perspective. And I always appreciate... You'll never take sides. You don't say, oh, that terrible wife of yours. You just, you listen, you give some good godly advice, you pray for me. That's what we need to deal with first. Because once I deal with me, then I can go to my spouse to have that conversation. If my heart is open when I go to my spouse, then I'm able to listen. I'm able to seek to understand. I can give benefit of the doubt. I can be compassionate. Remember, Jesus wept when he showed up to the family who had lost their their brother. He didn't offer solutions in the beginning. He just hurt with them. What a gift. Yeah. When we when when I deal with me first to get my heart open, then I can show up compassionate, willing to to listen, seeking to understand her before me being understood. And then we can ultimately figure out together then how will we solve this or deal with this problem in a way that preserves our our team. Okay, so sometimes these uh, secrets pop up out of nowhere, and it feels like it's a crisis. So particularly for the younger couple that hasn't necessarily gone through this, what should they do if, if particularly one of them wants to take care of this right now, fix the problem right now? We got to take—I hear you saying, no, no, no. 
take some space and take some time to to think and pray and do some heart searching first. Absolutely. John, you've been married how long? 34 years. Okay, I've been married 27. Does it ever work to first try to fix the relationship before you deal with the individual? Mm. Just doesn't. Yeah. And and that's why when when that that surprise hits you or you're stunned by something, just just say, "You know what? We'll talk about this." But but not right now. I, I need some time to process this. I need some time to pray. So give me a day. Give me a couple of days. Then it's your responsibility to bring you two back together. Yeah, for this is not an avoidance maneuver no. where you you say, okay, whew, missed that one. Yeah, your goal is to ultimately reconnect as a couple and to deal with these as a team. And therefore, you've got to deal with you first. I've never seen that work differently. Mm. If you charge forward and try to figure this out relationally, when you're shut down or when he or she's shut down, it just doesn't work. Just, I'm just saying, just it's okay. Yeah. Deal with you first, get open, and then you guys can talk, and then you can figure out solutions. That's the formula that I've watched work very, very well, and it'll help you navigate these hard times. You will find more insights from Greg and uh, the entire marriage team here at Focus on the Family. We'll link over to our website. Uh, you're also going to find Lucille's book, From Me to We. It's a great resource for couples that are uh, thinking about getting married or uh, on their way or just recently married. Uh, we have a free digital download of the rest of this conversation as well that Jim and I had with Lucille. All of this in the show notes for this episode. Well, next time, we're going to hear from Phil and Kay Robertson of Duck Dynasty about the people in their lives who have helped them keep their marriage headed in a good direction. Uh, They've been married a really long time. They're great guests. And until then, on behalf of Greg Smalley and the entire team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.